NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You can trust your car to the place with the star. To get you to the things you love or travel near and far With Texaco at your side, life can be lovely ride So trust your car to the Texaco star When you fill up with Texaco with Tecron, you get unbeatable mileage to help make your adventures bigger than ever Download the Texaco app to find a station near you Hello Red Inca listeners, this is not a Red Inca podcast. You'll get a new one next Wednesday. This is letting you know that Season 2 of Double Century, our podcast on the history of cricket, is now available to listen to. But here, we're going to give you a brief taste of what to expect in Season 2 and the opening to the first episode. When we started Season 1 of Double Century, I honestly didn't know how it would go. A narrated podcast on cricket history seemed pretty niche, even for me. But the support for it and the incredible amount of listeners meant that I knew a second season was inevitable. The real problem was that writing season one took quite a long time, especially as each episode had to be researched and fact-checked independently. But I also didn't want the audience to have to wait six months after enjoying the first one that much, so I wanted to reward all the original listeners and the Patreon supporters for supporting the podcast in the first place. So I got in my head that maybe what I could do was a mini-series on one topic, something I could dive into for a couple of weeks and then record in one hit. The first one that came to my mind was Basil Dolavira, As there was no way I was going to be able to do his story in one episode anyway, it made sense to make it a standalone series. But while I started working on that, the entire world changed a little bit. Black Lives Matter made us look at professional sports a little bit differently. We had English and West Indian cricketers taking a knee, and I started to think some more about the other stories that led into Basil Dolivira's tale, or led out of it. Dolivira's story is the most well-known, but racing cricket has always been there. We had non-white players starring for openly racist countries in the 1800s, before the modern Olympics had even started. We have an international sport that had to grapple with the issues that most other sports never even had to worry about. So this season is really about racing cricket, and while Basil Dolivira is perhaps the main part of this story, there are many other things brought in. And we look at early Test cricket history, West Indies and their white captains, Jackie Robertson and Satchel Page, Indigenous Australian cricket, the term we use for left-arm wrist spinners, Ranji, West Indies' historic 60-61 tour of Australia, and of course, there's quite a bit on South African cricket. But here's one story I didn't touch on in season two. When Jason Gillespie played for Australia, 
He was thought at the time to be the first Indigenous Australian player. When he first played, in fact, not that much was made of it, but as his career wore on, people talked more and more about the fact that he was the first Indigenous cricketer. Later on, Dan Christian, Ashley Gardner, Darcy Short, Scott Boland would play for Australia as well. But as we would later find out, Gillespie was not the first Indigenous Australian to play cricket for Australia. That was Faith Thomas, the tearaway quick who played a test in 1958. She bowled off six steps and learned to be quick by chucking rocks at Galahs. And for years, she wasn't even mentioned. This season is for cricketers like Faith Thomas, the ones we found out about late and the ones that sadly we'll never hear about in the first place. Tomorrow, the first episode will drop into this feed. From there, it will appear every Friday. We really hope you enjoy it. Temba Bavuma's maiden test century for South Africa on Tuesday transcended cricket. The 25-year-old scored 102 not out to become the first black South African to score a test cricket 100. That in turn saw the Proteas reach 627 for seven, two runs shy of England's total. Bavuma was born and raised in the Langa Township in Cape Town. The kids who were there for the KFC um, during lunchtime, you know, and half of those kids come from Langa. And you know, half of those kids know my name. So, you know, whenever I go back to Langa now, I know I'm going to have those kids running, running around me. So, I mean, there's a greater significance about it. That was Temba Bavuma on what his 100 meant for young black South Africans. When England toured South Africa in 1956-57, a man walked seven miles to get to Newlands to watch his country play. He walked through a city that was set up to keep him down. He walked because people like him had to walk. And when he arrived at the ground, he stood in a segregated part of the stadium, or as they called it, the cage. That area was for people not considered white, and he watched a team of people who didn't look like him represent the nation he was born in. We don't know when this man was born, but we do know that in 56-57 he would have been near his prime. We've heard rumours, stories and fables, but we were not allowed to see him as he wasn't allowed to play. But this man was standing where he was due to Swart Giver, the black threat. His part of the ground is what we would call in English apartheid. Over there they called it apartheid. They called him Dolly. He was Basil Dolivera. South Africa was a place where people from around the world rushed to find gold and diamonds. And in that stand, under the sign for coloreds, watching a team that didn't represent his country was one of the many precious commodities that South Africa ignored. Dolivera was an all-rounder, and at the same time he was smashing around attacks in Cape Town, Trevor Goddard was doing the same in Durban. They were both in the same country, but different worlds. And South Africa would grow more all-rounders. Mike Proctor would be another one. Recently, I spoke to Proctor, who is very much a man who is at least trying to, for want of a better term, put his heart in the right area. And we talked about Basil Dolivera. How much did you know about him as a cricketer in South Africa at the time? You talk in the documentary that you'd heard the name, but cricketers talk, as we know, and he obviously was making a lot of hundreds, even if it was at a lower level. There must have been a bit of conversations before he moved to the UK about how good he was as a cricketer. Well, not really, funnily enough. You know, his name was sort of mentioned. But again, you know, we played our first-class cricket and Colors played their cricket in Cape Town. His name appeared very briefly. We didn't know how good or how bad he was or, you know, how really good he was. He was obviously a good player. But again, we didn't hear too much. You know, we were in South Africa at the time and, you know, that kind of news wasn't really great news for South Africa concerned because it was, you know, um, they're a colored guy from Cape Town and it wasn't sort of 
when I say our level of cricket, how do we know? Because we never played against them. I always think about this. Basil D'Oliveira could have stayed in Cape Town, been the best cricketer in the world, and we'd just never have known he existed. Season two is going to focus on one story over five episodes. This is the story of racing cricket. And so for that, it's also the story of Basil D'Oliveira. Thanks for listening to our Double Century teaser. If you want to hear more, pop Double Century into your podcast search boxes and uh, find it from there. Sports Social Podcast Network.